0: Mike, we're back. It's the StuPod. I'm Chris Swick. What's up, Chris? Yeah, it's been a while, man. We've been pretty tied up in the baseball postseason, but uh, we are back today to give, people, give the people something to listen to.
1: Yes, we have an interview with Fox Sports broadcaster Joe Buck, uh, which is exciting for me uh, for a lot of reasons. A, because uh, Joe Buck broadcasts some legendary games, and so getting his perspective is, is pretty excellent. Uh, but also because my Facebook and my Twitter blow up every time he calls a game. I don't know about you.
0: Uh, same thing happens yeah. with me. So <laughs> we got we got to ask him all about why he hates your team. Yes, he hates your team, right? Uh, we talked to him about preparing to call the World Series and you know if he does he plan out you know his his call if the Cubs win the World Series or something. Is he how much is he thinking about what he's going to say? So uh, I think we got some good answers from Joe. I think you guys are going to dig it. So uh, here it is.
1: Welcome back to The Street Pod. This week, our guest, we are excited to have him. It's Joe Buck. You know him as a broadcaster on Fox Sports. You've probably watched his show Undeniable with Joe Buck. And maybe you bought his book, Lucky Bastard. And we're going to try and talk about all those things. Uh, but first, Joe, I think the logical place to start with you is, uh, why do you hate my team, specifically? And why, <laughs> why are you always so happy when they lose?
2: Yes, I think it's a very fair question and very appropriate, uh, especially this time of year. Um, Kind of the world I live in, as I've done this now, for this will be my 19th World Series, and and I think when emotions are as high as they are, A, and when baseball fans in particular are used to hearing their hometown guys and the team announcers go all summer and then we show up, uh, the deck is kind of stacked against you. but. I have fun with a lot of that stuff, and and I I get as excited for both teams. And and the funny thing is, when I'm in the booth, the only thing I'm really guilty of rooting for is a good long series and exciting games. And beyond that, I mean, you know, Giants, San Francisco Giants fans think I hate the team. I I, I would rather be in San Francisco than just about anywhere on Earth, but... (laughs) Uh, I have to play it down the middle, and they're used to hearing their guys all summer long scream and yell for the Giants. So I get it. It's not a big deal, and it doesn't make me sad or make me cry to my mommy at night. I just uh, do my job and have fun with it and do it to the best of my ability. And, uh, and I stack my work up against uh, anybody that does it. And, you know, some people can love it, some people can hate it, and most people are, really don't care.
0: Joe, I think it's funny you mentioned the Giants. I, I I live amongst a lot of Giants fans. I know a lot of Giants fans. And when you call a Giants game, and I look at Facebook, I see your name a lot. Um, are, are they yeah. the are they are they the most like are they the ones that are most out there? Like I saw people last night complaining about you being a Cubs homer, which I think is funny because so many people think you're a Cardinals homer. And like which team, which one just amazes you the most that you're like really you guys really think that?
2: Well, I don't know that I'm amazed, certainly by San Francisco. I think one of the reasons why is because for a while there they were against. They were playing the Cardinals every postseason, it seemed like. So uh, I'm so associated with St. Louis, not just because that's where I started my career and it's where I live, but obviously my dad, who is in the Hall of Fame and spent basically 50 years calling Cardinal games, uh, and his face is on the outfield wall. So <laughs> it's a little hard to duck the whole idea of where are you from, but I got to be from somewhere and I'm proud to be from St. Louis, but I don't, the funny thing is, is I get back from series, especially the giants Cardinals and people in my hometown will come up to me face to face, forget Facebook or the, and the Cardinals. Now, why are you such a giant? If you just knew what I deal with, uh, uh on the road and in San Francisco in particular, but again, I mean, they're used to listening to a great broadcast team of Kruko and Kuiper, and, you know, I I come at it from both sides, and uh, that's my job. So if it's not me, whoever's doing it after me, uh, it'll be the same situation. My dad got that when he did it for two years on CBS TV, and Ben Scully used to talk about that because he was the Dodgers announcer. and When they were playing the A's in the World Series or – the Mets and the LCS or whatever, I mean, he, he dealt with that. So it's, it's just, it's kind of, it's more in the ear of the listener than it certainly is in the heart or mind of the guy broadcasting it. And people care. That's good. That's not something that, you know, that I worry. About. It would be much worse if I came and went or the games came and went and nobody gave a hell. And, uh, and, and that's not the case. So that's a good thing that people care.
1: Well, do you feel like sometimes the level of criticism is unfair, or is that just part of the job? I, I don't
2: care what you do in life, uh, especially on a national level. When you stick your chin out, or you have an opinion, or you know you're calling ball strikes, home runs, um, birdies, whatever it is. You know, sports fan. Everybody thinks they're the next sports fan. That's why the greatest debates aren't on cnn they're in sports bars across america and and it's you know i know more than you my team's better than yours so uh is it unfair no it's not unfair. it's it's not even it's not something that i even really pay attention to to be honest with you uh but when it's brought up i i try to try to wrap my head around it but when i'm doing the game i i don't get caught up in any of that stuff i just try to get excited when a big moment happens and people who are rooting for the team that it's happening against, here's my voice level rise and they think, well, he's excited because my team's losing and that's not how I think.
1: So, a- so now one of, one of the more interesting things that, at least for me, is that you're active on Twitter and it's, it strikes me as with all the stuff we've just talked about, that seems like a terrible decision for a broadcaster, because your mentions just have to be the worst thing in the world. Why are you on Twitter, and, and why has that been such kind of a, a big part of what you, you do?
2: I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Twitter, and there are times where I have a lot of fun on it. And uh, there are times where the mentions are great, and there are times where I'll tweet something out I get a reaction. Or, in the case of my book, which you said in the introduction... I, I have to promote something. So it's worthwhile along those lines, but I pick and choose my times. And so, um, I, it's, it's, you got to go about it smartly and trust me. I mean, that those things can, can get in your head or they can kind of chip away at your confidence. So when I'm doing a postseason in baseball, uh, I'm, I'm not on there checking what, what fans think about the job I'm doing. I'm confident enough in knowing that I do a good job and I, I, I stand behind my work and I've been doing it for a long, long time. So I've done a lot of world series where there's been a lot of people at the end of the world series that were upset because their team lost. And I'm the one screaming and yelling because the other team just won the world series. I mean, it's it's a pretty simple thing to understand. So it's, it's not that uh, it's not that devious or that bothersome to me. And, Sometimes I climb on there to have some fun. Sometimes I stay off for a while, but uh, knowing that I can turn it off and on is is a good thing.
0: Joe, kind of now that we're in, you know, almost to the World Series, um, I'm curious is it a is it a thing for you? I know you said you root for longer series, but do you root for matchups? And not so much from a I, I you know, like I like this team more from a man. It would be great to call. You know, Cubs World Series. Like, to you, from that end, do you do you root for a matchup, or do you just not care?
2: No, I, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't. That part of it. It's funny, and and maybe this is the one benefit I got because I am my dad's son, and I was around a big league ball club when I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Um, and then when I was old enough to kind of make up my mind on things, say my early teenage years, I was on the Cardinal charters, and I was on the team bus, and I was around players, and I saw players don't think of games or matchups the way fans do and, and broadcasters really don't either, but sometimes the team announcers can get a little bit more wrapped up in it than the players. So when I was a kid and I saw uh, fill in the blank, Lee Smith, the Cardinals closer, give up a game winning home run, you know, he was on the plane and having fun with his teammates. It didn't mean he didn't care. It meant that he was doing his job and that day it didn't work out. So the, the, the romanticism and the the fantasy of the whole sports thing kind of went out the window for me. So I look ahead and, and I say, okay, now I know Cleveland's in the World Series. Great. They haven't won it since... They're either playing the Cubs, a team that hasn't been there since 45 and won it since 08, or the Dodgers, this mega market and being in L.A. and... Uh, being, you know, in the city, in and around the games, it's kind of a can't lose. So, uh, yeah, you know, the the television networks would tell you we want the biggest ratings. I kind of come at it like the ratings are going to be what the ratings are, and uh, give me give me good, compelling matchups that can lead to six or seven games. I'll take that, and I honestly believe that either one of these two teams against Cleveland has long world series written all over it and that that's all i really care about i can't control any of it anyway so
0: it doesn't matter uh, how much you think about what you'll say like in, in that big moment you know in the clinching moment like if the cubs win the world series you know that's gonna be played forever and it'll be it'll be your voice right so uh, like do you think about that or when do you start thinking about that or does it just happen
2: yeah i think you have to kind of let it happen you know I, I was there when the red sox won it for the first time since 1918 and 04 and uh I was proud of myself because I didn't pre-plan what I was going to say. I made that mistake once in my career, and that was uh, during the home run chase with Mark McGuire in 1998, and I was, I'd was never thought about that. You know, I'd never gotten the question that you just asked me in my career, and pretty soon, once you hear it over and over again, what are you going to say, what are you going to say, what are you going to say? Well, then eventually you start thinking, what am I going to say? And you go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. You write it down before the game starts. And uh, and then the problem is you're trying to cram the home run call into what you thought of hours, days, weeks earlier. And it just, that's not my job. My job is to react and, and I have to trust my gut. And sometimes, you know, sometimes my gut isn't perfect, but, you know, that's the nature of live sports on national TV. It's kind of a live, high-wire act, and uh, I have to go with what comes out. So I'm lying to you in some respect. I mean, if the Cubs are in it and they haven't won it since 1908 and they're on the verge of it, I'll, some, it'll be bouncing around in the back of my mind. But I, I still believe I'll trust, you know, how I'm going to react and, and go with that.
1: Uh, so, Joe, you, you're going to do the World Series here. You've obviously done it before. You've done the Super Bowl as well. Two of the biggest sporting events in the world. What is the difference for you as a broadcaster, maybe preparing for, for both of those?
2: It's a marathon. The World Series is, you know, I'm I'm talking to you, and I'm running around doing different PR stuff, and it's the day of, as we're talking about it, it's the day of, Game five of the NLCS, and there is a long way to go, and it feels like there's been way more than four games played. So, you know, the difference is you do a Super Bowl, and you, you know, you have this massive audience for one night, and you know, all the hype and all the conversation and all the this and that, and and then you go. They kick it off, and in three hours or three and a half hours, it's a baseball is you know, yeah, it may not get the massive, massive rating in one night up the eyeballs that are watching night after night, after night. And, and it's a big undertaking. So they're different that way. They're both great. Um, and I love them both, but, uh, it's like my two daughters, (laughs) I can't pick one over the other, but, uh, I love them both. And, and that's, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to do one of them. I'm lucky to have done one of them, let alone what I've been able to do, you know, since my career began. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it as long as they'll let me. And, uh, you know, until I get tapped on the shoulder and somebody else is sitting there.
0: So Joe, the subtitle in your book part of it says things you're not allowed to say on TV. So um, since we're not TV and we're a podcast and we can have fun, I want to know what is what are one of the things that, that you cannot say that you will get tell us? What, what kind of peek will you give us into the things you can't say? Well, I mean, I would say this.
2: it's 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 a real-life look at somebody's first 47 years of their life and you know yeah there there's a lot of cursing in it there's uh you know the the story that broke about the hair plugs you know that broke yeah. a week ago when i there two weeks ago when i did the thing with deitch of, of si and and that's that was kind of the the entree into it for me but it's really not about that that that's kind of setting up why i wrote it and where i was in my life but it's a lot about my dad and it's a lot about divorce, my own divorce and my kids and uh and then some fun sports stories. I mean it's it is in some small way or big way a sports book. So there's a lot of stuff in there about the 04 World Series or the peak behind the curtain in two thousand one. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of showing that the reason why I wrote it was people think they know me, whether it's the conversation we had earlier about Twitter or I'm my dad's kid. And I'm, um, I am the lucky bastard. I am the guy that, you know, got into it because his dad was a hall of famer and, and got doors opened earlier in life. I still get people tweeting at me. Um, that's perfect. So I still get people tweeting at me that, you know, Oh, well, good thing your dad was famous cause you wouldn't have a job. And I mean, my dad's been dead for 14 years and, and he never worked at Fox. I don't really understand that one, but, uh, yeah, I, but but to some degree, they're right, because I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have had these opportunities when I was a kid. So, you know, just being scared shitless my first World Series as, as a 27-year-old at Yankee Stadium and hoping I didn't screw it up or what the first Super Bowl like or, you know, strip joint talk and stuff with my dad and real father-son things, and, and that's what it's about. So I, I think it's a good, compelling story. But like I told the publisher, and, and my agent didn't want to hear me say this, but if one person buys it, great. If a million people buy it, great. I'm just glad to get it all out there and give people a real picture as to who I am. I mean, I've, I've got a lot of great friends, and they don't hang out with me because I'm Jack Buck's kid or because I do the World Series. I, I think I have more to offer than that, and, and this is a good way to show what I have.
0: I want to ask you one last question that's not about you. Um, I, I had some time this week to, uh, hang out with some of your buddies at Fox sports specifically. I was, I was around with a rod and Pete Rose. I'm curious. What do you think about a rod as a, as a broadcaster
2: blown me away? Um, I've always known that he was a really smart guy and a thoughtful baseball player. Uh, but you know, there've been a lot of great athletes. And granted, his his career has been controversial and you've got the drug stuff and all that, but if you're asking me, and I, and I love the guy. I've always liked him. But I... There have been a lot of great athletes that people go, oh, well, he played forever, he, he's a Hall of Fame type career guy, and he's smart. So he should be a great broadcaster. It doesn't always work that way, right? I mean, you, you, you still have to be able to concisely put thoughts together. and And I've been stunned at how easily he's made that transition and and the pre and post game shows have been fun and pete rose is sitting there and they're giving each other trouble it's okay to have fun and and i think that's what these guys are doing so uh i've loved it and i think he's been a great addition to what we're doing And, and i know his his personal reaction has
1: been great to it and i think it's gotten some of his name back for him so good for him well, Joe, I think you've been a great addition to the podcast, so thank you so well, much. Well, thank you. <laughs> thanks for uh, for doing this. Uh, as we set up top, Undeniable with Joe Buck is your show. Uh, the third season is, is going to debut in 2017. We can buy your book, Lucky Bastard. And, of course, we can listen to you uh, calling the baseball postseason on Fox Sports. Joe, thanks so much for doing this.
2: All right, guys. Anytime. Thanks.
1: All right.